You're listening to the Holy Bible One Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood, featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Day 17. We're continuing in the book of Genesis and chapters 34 and 35. It's a very intense chapter with a brutal crime of rape, and this was to Jacob's only daughter, But Jacob's family comes up with another trick for their enemies. Perhaps it runs in the family. See, the problem is, this rapist isn't your typical thug type. He's the son of the ruler of the land. A rich guy who only wants what he wants. But one thing that separates God's people from everyone else is circumcision, which is the removal of foreskin on the part of the man that is quite sensitive. Jacob's family will use that to their advantage, to exact justice for what has been done to Dinah. And through it all, remember Rachel? She couldn't have kids for a long time, and she finally has little baby Joseph. And now she manages to have one more baby, and his name is Benjamin, the littlest brother of them all. And he's going to be an important figure in future Bible stories. And we're also continuing in the New Testament, in the book of Matthew, chapter 12 and 13. We hear Jesus go off into a boat and preach to the people. But this time he uses a story to teach them, which is sort of a new development for Jesus' followers. So they question him on why he's using stories. And basically, Jesus says, you should consider it a blessing that you can understand spiritual truths without needing a story like everyone else. You'll have to stay with us to hear more details on this. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash storymaster. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry, and you'll get cool rewards too. Together, we're going to get through the Bible in one year. Let's get started. Genesis chapter 34, Dinah and Shechem. One day Dinah, the daughter of Leah and Jacob, went out to visit the women of that area. When a man named Shechem saw her, he took her and had sex with her, bringing shame on her. He was the son of Hamor, the Hivite, who ruled that area. Shechem had such deep feelings for her that he began trying to win her love with tender words. Then he told his father, Arrange for me to have this girl. I want to marry her. (laughs) When Jacob learned that Shechem had disgraced his daughter, his sons were out in the fields with the cattle. So he waited for them to come home. But then Shechem's father, Hamor, came to talk with Jacob. At the same time, Jacob's sons heard the news about what had happened and immediately came in from the fields. They were upset and very angry because Shechem had done such a terrible thing to their sister. Shechem had done something that should never be done and had brought shame to Israel. But Hamor talked to them all and said, My son Shechem is deeply in love with Dinah. Please let him marry her, 
Let this marriage be the first of many. Let's agree that our men can marry your women, and your men can marry our women. Then you can live among us, and the land will be open to you. You will be free to travel around or buy land and settle down anywhere you like. Shechem also said to Jacob and to Dinah's brothers, Please accept me. I will do anything you ask me to do. I will pay you whatever price you set for the bride. I will bring you any gift you want, if you will allow me to marry Dinah. Jacob's sons were still angry that Shechem had disgraced their sister. So they answered with lies to trick him and his father Hamor. They said to them, We cannot allow our sister to marry you because you are not circumcised. That would be a disgrace to us. But we will allow you to marry her if you do this one thing. You must circumcise all your men to make them like us. Then your men can marry our women and our men can marry your women. We will live in your land. We will all become one people. If you refuse to be circumcised, we will take Dinah and leave. Amor and Shechem agreed to do what Jacob's sons asked. In fact, Shechem was eager to do it because of his desire for Dinah. Shechem was the most important man in his family, so he went with his father Hamor to the meeting place by the city gate to speak to the men of the city. They said, These people want to be friends with us. We think we should let them live in our land and go anywhere they want. There is enough land for all of us. Then we can marry their women, and we will let them marry our women. But before they can live among us and be one people with us, there is something we must do. All our men must be circumcised to be like their men. If we do this, their cattle, their property, and all their other animals will be ours. We should make this agreement with them so that they will stay here with us. All the men in the meeting at the city gate agreed with Hamor and Shechem, and every man was circumcised. <coughs> Three days later, all the men were still suffering from being circumcised. So two of Dinah's brothers, Simeon and Levi, sons of Jacob, took their swords and made a surprise attack on the city, killing every man there. They killed Hamor and his son Shechem and took Dinah out of Shechem's house. The sons of Jacob stripped the dead bodies and took everything in the city because of what Shechem had done to their sister. They took all their flocks, herds, donkeys, and everything else in the city and in the fields. They took everything of value the people there owned. They even took their wives, their children, and everything in their houses. But Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, Look at the trouble you have brought on me. Now the people in this land, the Canaanites and the Perizzites, will hate me. There are only a few of us. So if they join together to fight against me, I and all my people will be destroyed. But the brother said, We could not 
let these people treat our sister like a prostitute. Genesis chapter 35. Jacob and Bethel. God said to Jacob, Go to the town of Bethel and settle there. Make an altar to honor me, the God who appeared to you there when you were running away from your brother Esau. So Jacob told his family and all the other people with them, and throw out all the statues of foreign gods that you have, and then take a bath and put on clean clothes so God can accept you. We will leave here and go to Bethel. There I will build an altar to God who has always helped me during times of trouble. He has been with me wherever I have gone. So the people gave Jacob all the images of foreign gods that they had, including the earrings they were wearing. He buried everything in the shade of the great oak tree at the town of Shechem. When Jacob and his people left that area, God protected them by making the people in the nearby cities afraid to chase after them. So Jacob and his people reached the town of Luz, which is now called Bethel, in the land of Canaan. Jacob built an altar there. He named the place El Bethel. Jacob chose this name because that is the place where God first appeared to him when he was running from his brother. Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died there. They buried her in the shade of an oak tree south of Bethel. After that, people began calling that tree Crying Oak. Jacob's new name. When Jacob came back from Mesopotamia, God appeared to him again. God blessed Jacob with these words. Your name is Jacob, but I will change that name. Your new name will be Israel instead of Jacob. So God named him Israel. God said to him, I am God all-powerful, and I give you this blessing. You will have many children and grow into a great nation. Many nations and kings will come from you. The land I promised Abraham and Isaac, I now give to you and to all your descendants. After God left him there, Jacob set up a special stone to mark this as the place where God had spoken to him. He poured wine and oil on it to honor God. Jacob named this place Bethel because God spoke to him there. Jacob and his people left Bethel and headed for Ephrath. Before they arrived, Rachel began giving birth to her baby. But she was having difficulty with this birth and was in great pain. When her pain was at its worst, her nurse said, Don't be afraid, Rachel. You are giving birth to another son. But Rachel died while giving birth to the son. As she was dying, she named the boy Benoni. But Jacob called him Benjamin. Rachel was buried on the road to Ephrath, now called Bethlehem. Jacob put a special stone on Rachel's grave to honor her. That stone is still there today. Then Jacob, now also known as Israel, continued his journey and camped just south of Eder Tower. He stayed there for a short time. While he was there, Reuben had sex with Israel's slave woman, Bilhah. Israel heard about this, and he was very angry. 
the family of Jacob. These are the names of Jacob's twelve sons. His firstborn son was Reuben, whose mother was Leah. Jacob's other sons by Leah were Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun. His sons by Rachel were Joseph and Benjamin. His sons by Bilhah, Rachel's slave woman, were Dan and Naphtali. His sons by Zilpah, Leah's slave woman, were Gad and Asher. These were Jacob's sons who were born in Mesopotamia. Jacob went to his father Isaac at Mamre and Kiriath Arba, now known as Hebron. This is where Abraham and Isaac had lived. Isaac was 180 years old when he died. By the time he took his last breath, he had lived a long and satisfying life. And now he joined his ancestors who had gone before him. His sons, Esau and Jacob, buried him. Matthew chapter 12, verse 46 to chapter 13, verse 17. While Jesus was talking to the people, his mother and brothers stood outside. They wanted to talk to him. Someone told him, Your mother and brothers are standing outside. They want to talk to you. Jesus answered, Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Then he pointed to his followers and said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Yes, my true brother and sister and mother are those who do what my Father in heaven wants. Later that day, Jesus went outside. He was sitting by the lake and a large crowd gathered around him. So he got into a boat and sat down. All the people stayed on the shore. Then Jesus used stories to teach them many things. He told them this story. The story about a farmer sowing seed. A farmer went out to sow seed. While he was scattering the seed, some of it fell on the path. The birds came and ate all that seed. Other seed fell on rocky ground where there was not enough soil. It grew very fast there because the soil was not deep. But when the sun rose, it burned the plants. The plants died because they did not have deep roots. Some other seed fell among thorny weeds. The weeds grew up and slowed the growth of the good plants. But some of the seed fell on good ground. There it grew and made grain. Some plants made 100 times more grain, some 60 times more, and some 30 times more. You people who hear me, listen. The followers came to Jesus and asked, Why do you use these stories to teach the people? Jesus answered, God has allowed you to know the secret truths about God's kingdom. Those other people cannot know these secret truths. The people who have some understanding will be given more, and they will have even more than they need. But those who do not have much understanding will lose even the little understanding that they have. This is why I use these stories to teach the people. They see, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really hear or understand. 
so they give full meaning to what God told Isaiah to say to his people. You people will listen and listen, but you will not understand. You will look and look, but you will not really see. These people are not able to understand. Their ears are stopped up and their eyes are closed, so they cannot see with their eyes or hear with their ears or understand with their minds. If they understand, they might turn to me and I would heal them. But God has blessed you. You understand what you see with your eyes and you understand what you hear with your ears. I can assure you, many prophets and godly people wanted to see what you now see, but they did not see it. And many prophets and godly people wanted to hear what you now hear, but they did not hear it. Psalm chapter 10, verses 1 through 11. Lord, why do you stay so far away? Why do you hide from people in times of trouble? Filled with pride, the wicked persecute the poor. Let them be caught in their own traps. They boast about getting the things they want. Greedy for wealth, they curse and reject the Lord. The wicked are too proud. They think God will not punish them. He does not fit into their plans. They succeed in everything they do. They don't understand how you can judge them. They make fun of all their enemies. They say to themselves, nothing bad will ever happen to us. We will never be punished. They're always cursing, lying, and planning evil things to do. They hide just outside the villages, waiting to kill innocent people always looking for any helpless person they can hurt. They are like lions hiding in the bushes to catch weak and helpless animals. They lay their traps for the poor who are caught in their nets. Again and again, they hurt people who are already weak and suffering. They say to themselves, God has forgotten about us. He is not watching. He will never see what we are doing. Thank you, everyone. That was day 17. Join us for day 18. We learn more about Esau's family and all their descendants. And then we begin the story of Joseph, the dreamer. And in the New Testament, Jesus explains the story you just heard about the seed and gives two more stories, one about the wheat and weeds and another about a kingdom. We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year. Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.